Joshua on my mind that we would come and look at the story of Joshua today. So turn with me, if you would, to Joshua chapter 6. Amen. Joshua, Yehoshua. Amen. Amen. Joshua, Yehoshua. Those are actually the same names as Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeshua, Yehoshua. Amen. So we look at, let's go ahead and look at uh, Joshua chapter 6. Uh, and we're going to start at verse 8. Amen. Joshua chapter 6. Let's start at verse 8. And the Bible says, And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horn, passed on before the Lord, and blew with the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew the trumpets, and the rearward after the ark. And the priests going on, blowing the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you to shout. Then shall you shout. Amen. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once. And they came to the camp, and they lodged at the camp. Verse 12 says that Joshua rose early on the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and seven priests bearing trumpets of the ram's horn before the ark of the Lord went on continually, and they blew with the trumpet. And the armed men went before them, but the rearward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing their trumpets. Verse 14 says that the second day they compassed around the city once, and then they returned to the camp, and they did this for six days. Amen. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Amen. Hallelujah. Just want to make a few points of clarity as we look at this. Uh, in the army of the Lord, being in the army of the Lord. And I want to encourage you today because the church is basically representative, representative of the army of the Lord. Amen. That's actually what we are. Amen. We are not a group of people that come together to congregate just to sing songs. Hallelujah. Amen. We are not a group of people that come together to congregate just to build buildings. Amen. Amen. We are a group of people that God has called out of darkness into his marvelous life that we would stand up against evil on this earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that sometimes seems to be the last thing that the Christian thinks about, but I want you to understand that it should be the first thing that you think about when you wake up in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to understand when you wake up in the morning, you have to get yourself ready for battle. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you understand that when Paul talked about the armor, putting on the full armor of God, what he was really doing is showing the Christian that they need the same gear that the Roman soldiers would use. And if you know anything about history, the Roman soldiers at that time were conquering all of the then known world because they had weaponry and protection of what we might want to call PPE these days, amen. Yeah. Personal protective equipment. They had uh, what other armies didn't have at the time, amen. So Paul encouraged us because we are going out into battle. So Paul said we got to put on the helmet of salvation, amen. amen. Paul encouraged us that when you're going out into this being world, 
you have to put up your breastplate of righteousness. Amen. You have to have your lawns girded with truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Not facts, because facts change throughout each and every year. And facts can change. It all depends on who the president is. The facts can change. Hallelujah. Amen. So we don't want to deal with facts, but we want to have our lawns girded with truth. Amen. Amen. And he says that we must put on the sandals of the gospel of the preparation of peace. Hallelujah. Because everywhere we go, wherever there's a conflict going on, wherever there's a travesty going on, we should be able to walk into that place and bring peace into that place. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you understand that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul gave us an implication where he says there is one that withstands. Amen. <coughs> there's one that withholds the enemy. Uh, he was talking about uh, of the false prophets at the time. And he says there's one that restraineth is the word that he used in the King James. But that one that restraineth is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are filled with the Holy Ghost. We walk where he tells us to walk. We go where he tells us to go. Amen. We are the ones, hopefully, that as a Christian, you will be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I pray to God that as a child of God, that you will be led Amen. by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. So you have to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. And Paul gave us weapons. But I don't want to stop talking about the weapons until I talk about the most important one. He says that we should have our sword with us which is the word of God. Amen. Amen. So Amen. always uh, read the word of God. Uh, we have to be able to entrench ourselves in the word of God. There should not be a day passed by when you are not getting into the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, we'll caution those of us as teachers, don't just study with, to teach. Study to study. Hallelujah. Amen. Because as teachers, preachers, pastors, elders, and bishops, every now and then, we find ourselves just studying just to teach or preach what we need to teach and preach. But every now and then you need to study so that you may be uh, encouraged, that you may be strengthened by the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So every now and then when you're in the doctor's office just waiting for your turn to come up, when you're in line uh, at, at, at Chick-fil-A waiting for your order to come up, no matter where you are, break out your device, break out your pocket Bible, and begin to read your Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Because in these last and evil days, I don't know if you know it yet, but in these last and evil days, we have to be fortified. Somebody say fortified. Fortified. We have to be fortified with the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many of you know that's the only way that Jesus Amen. defeated the devil? Amen. Amen. The Bible says that the devil took Jesus, led Jesus into the wilderness to tempt him. But everything that the devil came up with to try to defeat Christ, Christ came up with a scripture from the word of God. Amen. Amen. So if you're going to be a, 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 a proficient or, or if you're going to defeat the enemy, you have to be able to know the word of God because that's what sits him down. That's what scares him. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll do what? He'll yeah. flee. But the only thing you can resist him with is the word of God. Amen. you got to quote some scriptures Amen. back to that. Amen. 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 And this is our weapon, our primary weapon. All the other things, the helmet of salvation is for your protection. The blessed breastplate of righteousness is for your protection. Your lawns being girded is for your protection. Amen. Your feet having the pop, proper equipment on is for your protection. Amen. But the only offensive weapon that you have to fight with is the sword, the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't try to fight the devil with your smartness. Amen. Amen. He's not impressed because you're smart. Yep. Don't try to fight the devil with a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody can shout. Matter of fact, there's demons that shout. Glory to his name. We know the word of God because
because this is our primary weapon. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we are in the body of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that in verse 15, and it came to pass that on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and they compassed the city in the same manner that they did the other six times. Only on this day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass that at the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the, for the Lord has given you this city. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all they therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, <laughs> and she and all her ones that are in the house with her, because she hears the spies of God. And we remember the promise that was made to Rahab because we just discussed this a few weeks ago. The promise that was made to Rahab that if she would keep her word by not telling uh, the uh, people in Jericho where they were, where the people of God were, that when they came attack the city, that they would save her and anybody that was in her house. They had to be in the house. Amen. So the first thing I want to show us through this story about being in the army of God, and I understand these principles and concepts actually by being in the United States Army of America myself. And these are some of the same principles. The first thing I want to point out to you is that you have to trust your chain of command. Amen. To be in the army of God, Amen. you have to trust your chain of command. Now we talked early in Sabbath school and we were talking about the analogy that Peter wrote in his first uh, epistle where the Bible says that uh, we have an adversary, uh, the devil, who is just like a roaring lion who is going around seeking whom he may devour. Well, one of the things that we uh, pointed out by watching Discovery Channel and things like that, we always noticed that the lion would go for one of the weakest or the uh, isolated animals. Yeah. He's not gonna go for the biggest and the strongest, and he's not going to go for the one that's around like-minded animals. Yeah. He's going to go for the one that, that's, that's weak and small. And he's going to go for the one that kind of strayed off by itself. Amen. Yeah. Well, the enemy is the same way. And sometimes we're not trusting the chain of command that God has set us under. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Matter of fact, one of the problems with the church of God is, is we got people who don't sit under no shepherd long enough to get to follow. You know, you got people that like to do what we call church hop. Yeah. So you're not sitting under the shepherd. You're not sitting under the chain of command long enough to even know if you can trust him or not. Hallelujah. Amen. But one of the things that you have to learn how to do, if you're going to be in the army of God, you have to learn how to trust your chain of command. Amen. Amen. And the reason you need to learn how to trust your chain of command is because you need to trust that they get their information from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to chapter 5 real quick in Joshua. Let's look at something in chapter 5 real quick. We're going to start at verse 13, Joshua chapter 5. Let's look at verse 13. And the Bible says that it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold, there stood a man over in front of him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua literally said, are you, are you with us or are you against us? Are you friendly or are you foe? Amen. 
Verse 14 says, and the man said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell to his face on the earth, and he worshiped and said to him, what, what says my Lord I should do? Verse 15, and the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, loose your shoes and take them off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy. is holy ground. Amen. You Amen. see, Moses wasn't the only person that had that experience. If you remember, when Moses was on the mountain and he was in front of the burning bush, he was also instructed to remove his sandals because the ground that he stood is on holy ground. Amen. I want you to know today, church, I'm not going to ask you to take off your shoes, but when you come into the house of God, you just enter holy into ground. holy ground. Hallelujah. Amen. And we, we are so far removed from God. Amen that we don't understand that the things of God is still holy. We've forgotten that in this culture. We try to take the, the things of God and use them any kind of way, amen. Yeah. But they, my Bible told me that there are some things that's made for common purposes and there's some things that's made for noble purposes. Amen. And we need to be smart enough to be able to discern the difference between the two. Amen. What is common and what is holy, amen. amen. So we can't come in the house of God and treat it any kind of way, hallelujah. Amen. We gotta have it and let our children come in and lay all across the furniture, amen. Amen. If he older than she older than two years old, she don't need to be sleeping in church. Amen. Because that's learning time. Because if they old enough and, 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 and uh, can edu be educated in nursery school and kindergarten and all that at three and four and five years old, I think they old enough to be taught in church. Amen. One good thing would be if we had a children's church where they could go be taught in the children's atmosphere. But once your children get to be a certain age, they don't need to be coming here to sleep. They need to be coming here to learn. Hallelujah. Amen. Because one of the ways that the enemy is getting in our homes these days is through our children. Amen. Amen. But if we had our children fortified, if we had our children built up, amen, then they would know how to fight the devil even at their little level. Amen. Amen. So we have to learn how to trust our chain of command. Why? Because this word that came to Joshua, Joshua didn't make this up. God sent who most commentators think is uh, the Archangel Michael because we understand that the Archangel Michael is the fighting angel. He's the, the angel that does battle for the Lord. And this angel introduced himself as the captain of the host of the Lord's army. Amen. So you read a lot of commentators, not all of them, but a majority of them uh, have uh, concluded that this angel that uh, Joshua has encountered, that this is the Archangel Michael. But I don't want to be dogmatic about it. Amen. But nevertheless, who, who, whichever angel he is, he identified himself as the captain of the Lord's host. Amen. Amen. Now, he's the one who gave Joshua the instruction. Now, when we begin reading it, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and finish reading in chapter 5. Then we're going to go right into chapter 6. Where he says, and the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, okay, we finished. Verse, in chapter 6, verse 1, he says, now Jericho was straight shut up because of the children of Israel. Nobody went out or in. And right with that one verse, you forget that Joshua is still having a conversation with his angel. Because our Bibles give us chapter breaks. 
And sometimes chapter breaks are a bad thing because we don't realize that we need to bring that same thought that was in chapter 5, we need to bring that same thought over into chapter 6. Amen. But in our teaching, we've been taught to stop at the end of chapters and not carry this thing on. But I want you to understand that Joshua is getting his commands from, from God himself. Watch this. Let's go chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was straight shut up because the children of Israel, nobody went out or in. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, who said to Joshua? The Lord. All right. Now first he was talking to the captain of the Lord host. Told him to take your shoes off because this is holy ground. Now, who shows up? And it says, the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you this into your hand, Jericho, and the king of Jericho, and the mighty men of valor. You shall. See, this is where he's getting his instructions from. Amen. Now, you have to be able to trust that Amen. I'm getting my instruction. Amen. Whatever church you go to, whoever you are, you have to be able to trust that your man, your woman of God, is getting their word that they're giving you, that they're getting it from God. Amen. Because you don't want to follow just anybody in the battle. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, Elder, myself, and, and Deacon Craig, we've all been in the United States Army, and we've met some butterballs, and we used to call them butterball <laughs> lieutenants. They were second lieutenants. They were fresh out of school. Most of them was 21, 22 years old. They fresh out of school, just got in the military yesterday, but they are in charge because they are commissioned officers in the United States Army. But what we learned very quickly is they were fresh out of school and they knew exactly what the book says, but how many of you know some things in life, you, you do what the book say to pass the test, but when you really get into the things of life, you have to do it with common sense. Amen. Amen. And butterball lieutenants, that's one thing that they were lacking. They did not have common sense. They had a whole lot of books in it. So we understand that there are certain people that you want to follow into battle. Amen. Then, of course, there are certain ones that you don't. Amen. <laughs> but when you know your man of God and your woman of God is getting their information directly from God, you can trust it because this is what I have found out. <coughs> you say amen if you agree with this. When you're really dealing with God, what he's asking you to do makes no sense. Mm, a lot of times what God amen. is asking us to do as Christians, amen. it really makes no uh, amen. human sense at all. Amen. So we have to be able to trust our chain of command. It's imperative that you trust your chain of command when you're going into battle. Amen. And we are going into spiritual battle. Now they got a whole lot of pastors and preachers and they know how to teach and they know how to preach, but they can't fight, they can't get you out of the wet paper bag. Mm, mm. As soon as trouble comes, they the ones falling apart. As soon as the enemy show up, they the ones running. Yeah. You don't want to follow nobody like that in the battle, honey. No. You want to be able to follow somebody in the battle who got the word from God, who got the equipment from God, who knows how to stand because we know that God is standing with us. Amen. Amen. You have to have somebody that is tenacious. You have to have somebody that is bold. Every now and then you have to have somebody that knows that the battle is already won. Amen. That's the biggest thing about fighting God's battles, and we're going to see it here. Even in this story, we see that it really wasn't about Israel going and physically fight Jericho. It was mostly about Listen. Israel listening and doing what God Amen. said. Amen. Amen. The next thing I want to encourage you with, if you're going to be in the army of the Lord, 
you have to learn how to follow orders. Amen. Not only do you have to learn how to trust your chain of command that they get their word from God, you got to learn how to follow the orders that's being sent down. Amen. And every now and then, because of the way that the church is structured, and the church is structured the way that it is because it's biblical, we were told through the Bible to go out among the people and pick demons. That's just not something somebody did. Paul wrote that to Timothy in 2 Timothy in one of his pastoral uh, epistles. He says, go out among them and pick deep people to be your demons. Amen. And actually that phrase is in the book of Acts. Amen. But we see now that uh, we have a chain of command that has to be followed. And sometimes the instructions is going to be given through the chain of command. Amen. Sometimes I'm not going to be the one giving the instructions. Sometimes I'm going to tell the deacons what to do. Sometimes I'm going to ask the elder to go tell you what to do. It's not going to always come from me, but you got to understand that I got it from God. Amen. God gave it to me. <clears throat> I gave it to the next one in leadership. The next one in leadership gives it to the next one in leadership. Now, let me give you a little clue right, right, right quick. That's how I should be working on your job, too. Amen. Amen. See, remember the reason that uh, Jethro told Moses that you, you know, you're going to burn yourself out. Remember, when they left out of Egypt, they left out of Egypt, which most commentators agree on, is 1.5 million people. They left out of Egypt with 1.5, at least 1.5 million people. And Moses was trying to handle 1.5 million problems, because how many of you know that where there's people, there's problems. There's problems. Yeah. And one man is trying to take care of all the problems of 1.5 million people, and his father-in-law saw him becoming stressed out, burnt out, torn out, dropped out. And his father-in-law gave him mature instruction. He said, listen, what you're going to have to do is divide these people up into 50s and 100s and put captains over the 50s and the 100s and let the captains come report to you. You tell them what God is telling you and they go back and report it to the people. That's how chain of command works. Amen. But when the word comes come to you, just because it's not coming from me, that don't mean you need to disregard the word. Amen. Amen. The word is coming because Amen. the word came from God, Amen. came to me. Amen. I sent it down through the chain of command, and you got to trust that, and you got to learn how to follow orders. Somebody say, learn how to follow orders. Learn how to follow orders. And in this dispensation we're living in right now, in this year of 2022, we are terrible at following orders. Yeah. Everybody fighting for their rights. Yeah. Everybody want to do their own thing. Everybody, I'm going to do me. But you can't do you when you playing on a team sport. Amen, uh, amen. When you in an army, an army has to be uh, unified. An army has to have, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get there. I'm going to talk about order in just a minute. So we have to learn how to follow orders. Now, I don't know if it could be done in this society. Let me use this for an example. Let's just say that Jesus was coming to feed the 5,000 in this society we live in now. Well, as soon as Jesus would begin, begin to feed the 5,000, I could see the disciples going throughout the crowd with the basket of fish and the bread, and somebody would say, hey, is that bread non-GMO? Well, you know, I'm a vegan. I can't eat that. Is that gluten-free? And then you're going to have one big guy in the back talking about, I won't mind supersize. You see, you can't please people in this society, this culture, because we don't understand team play. Yeah. We don't understand. We understand in our generation, 
generation, what mama put in them pots and put on that plate, that's what you ate or you didn't eat. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, now we got to go to McDonald's for one kid, Burger King for another kid, another kid want a, a, a hot dog. We got to go all over the place. A, a woman these days got to cook three or four different meals. Matter of fact, let me scratch that. A woman these days got to go to three or four different restaurants and pick up food because then you picking up three different things for the children. Then the husband calls you on the way home talking about what he wants. It's hard to get a job done in this culture we're living in right now because folk don't know how to follow orders no more. Amen. Everybody want to do their own thing. But let me tell you something about this army that we in. We have a leader. His name is God. Amen. We have a, a, a captain. Amen. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Then you have pastors that have been put over the churches. You got to learn how to follow somebody. Amen. 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 If you Amen. don't know how to follow nobody, you will wind yourself up in a ditch. Yeah. You will wind yourself straggling off to the side by yourself, and that's when the enemy gets to attack you. We got a lot of folk right now that's cutting off their nose to spite their own face. Hallelujah. Yeah. The enemy is attacking them. Their homes are falling apart from roof to flow. The children are running wayward. You don't know what's going on in your relationship. There are things going on in our homes and we're cutting off our noses to spite our own faces because we will not submit ourselves under godly leadership. Amen. Amen. So learn how to follow orders. Amen. The next thing I want to show you is that everybody has, has, has a part to play. Let's go ahead and go back to the scripture. Now watch this. Let's read verse 10. Read verse 10. Who got a new living translation out? Who you got your living translation? Uh -huh. Read verse 10 out of the living translation. Watch this. Do not shout. Do not even talk. Mm. Joshua command. Joshua commands. Not a single word from any of you See? until I tell you to shout. You think we can get that done? You think we can get that done in this culture? <laughs> no. You think you, you no. think I can get 1.5 million people telling we don't walk around this city and, and I don't want nobody to say nothing? Well, Pastor, you can't tell me not to talk. I'm right, right, right. Pastor, you can't tell me what to do. Matter of fact, I don't even feel like walking. Because listen, Pastor, let me show you how this thing goes. God is good, isn't he? Yeah. God, God knows how to weed out who the suckers are. Amen. Amen. You see, on day one, let me tell you something about day one. Since the people knew that Joshua had got the word from God on day one, they went out and walked around that wall, and they was just as happy as they could be because they only had to walk around that wall one time. Now, I want you to notice what it says after they walked around the wall on the first day. It said they went back to the camp. In other words, they went back to doing whatever they wanted to do. We don't see what God gave them no instructions on how to live in the camp. Amen. Amen. So when they got back to the camp, they could do whatever they wanted to do. So on day one, they was excited. But how many of you know they woke up on day two? They still wanted to walk around the wall, but the excitement had decreased. Well, by the time you get to day three, they walking around the wall, they but not even complaining. They yeah. See, by the time you get to day four, they walking around the wall, but they ain't even walking fast no more. They ain't even li I'm talking about people in this culture. I'm not talking about the ones in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about trying to get people to, to be on a team in this culture. I'm talking about people learning how to follow leadership in this culture. Amen. By the time you get to day five, you done lost half your people. <laughs> it's hot out here. <laughs> Who he think he is to have us walk around here? <laughs> you see, because God's audible voice didn't come to everybody. The angel of the Lord, the commander of the host, talked to Joshua. Amen. 
the leader. Now here I am coming up here in front of y'all telling y'all God is talking to me. Well, you want to hear God for yourself. You want to be like Miriam and Aaron. Yeah. Moses is brother and sister. Well, who are you, Moses? God talks to all of us. Why are you coming up here acting like you can tell us what to do? God talks to us all. What happened to Aaron and Miriam? Mm -hmm. They got leprosy. They got leprosy. For talking down on, on Moses' leadership. Mm. And on that black woman he had to marry. Ooh, talking down Ooh. on the pastor, huh? Talking about it. <laughs> talking about it. Oh, I ain't going there, <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we understand everybody got a part to play. Can you do verse 10? Yes. If the leader of the church says, let's go march around, let's just say we try to tear down the wall of Satan, and we're doing it right now. We yes. have a prayer team. Well, let me not say that. But we're doing it right now. We are tearing down the walls of Satan. And there's a specific entity that we get to walk around and walk through. Amen. And the command is, Amen. don't say nothing. Amen. Just walk and let the person who's praying, let them pray. Don't say nothing. Don't say amen. Don't say pray, preacher. Don't say nothing. We got trouble with that on the prayer line at night. Could y'all please mute y'all phones? We got folks still yapping. Yeah. I'm going to move on. Yeah. So we have to learn how, first of all, to follow chain of command, to obey orders, and everybody has to play their part. Now, the way that the line was constructed, if you're paying attention, you had certain priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Now, traditionally, the Ark of the Covenant is a box, a golden laden box. With the, uh, with the two seraphims, am I saying the right angels? I think the seraphims yeah. that sit on top of it, yeah. chair cherubims, yeah. is the two cherubims that sit on top of the Ark of the Covenant. There's what's called the mercy seat in between them. Inside the Ark of the Covenant is Aaron's rod that was still budding, uh, 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 a jar of matter, and the Ten Commandments is inside the Ark of the Covenant. So they had golden rings on them, and two poles go through on one long side of the Ark of the Covenant, and you got a man carrying on this pole, you got a man carrying under this pole, and then you got two on the front and either side. So you got four priests, at least four priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Now, he also said that you got to have seven priests out front blowing shofars. Mm -hmm. But then he said you got to have men with weapons in front of the priest and behind the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the people was behind him. Mm -hmm. So you got a whole army of people going around the city of Jericho one time for six days, but on the seventh day, they had to go seven times. I want to know today in this room, could we get that accomplished? If the man of God says, listen, I heard from God, he says we need to go down here to whatever entity he's sending us to, and we need to walk around that building and not say a word. In today's culture, no. In today's culture, suspect. It's suspect. No, no. You see, God is so Amen. good because God already, the battle is already won. Amen. And you know why he had to win the battle first? Amen. Because he showed with me winning it now. <laughs> Amen. 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the internet having an argument with a senior pastor of one of the biggest churches in Southeast Texas, not in Port Arthur, one of the biggest churches in Southeast Texas. I'm having a conversation with him, and I'm trying to convince him that the worst thing that happened, Dr. King was quoting somebody else, and Dr. King said that the worst thing is when good people sit by and do nothing. And then I put, I'm going to add, What's even worse is when so-called good people or Christians go join the evil team. Mm -hmm. And we got a lot of that going on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. preach. Yeah, you can hum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got more members than me. But you on the devil's side. Because mm -hmm. you're trying to make it seem like you on the side that's going to go say Roe versus Wade was wrong for being turned over. A senior pastor. This is what the church is dealing with, y'all. We're dealing with folk that that the crossed over. Amen. Yeah. But yeah, since I can go, yeah, and God is good enough all the time. He woke me up this morning. Since I can do that, it's okay. Well, let me tell you something. You better get you some preachers that can stay, that can stand flat-footed and just talk to you and teach you. That's that know how to get you in and out of balance. Amen. 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 That's going to stand in front of you in the battle. Yeah. That's going to understand how to get you through the battle. Amen. Because we are in spiritual warfare here in these last few days. Hallelujah. This ain't playtime. This ain't church today. We act like they're not in battle. They act like they're in playtime. Playing. Yeah. Let's just play. Let's just whoop it up, y'all. Let's just have fun. Let's just have a good time, y'all. That ain't what time it is, Amen. Everybody has a part to play. So, are you going to be one of the ones carrying the Ark of the Covenant? Or are you going to get tired and put it down? Mm. Mm. Don't get weary of well doing, baby. Amen. Are you are you one of the ones who got to blow the show for? Or, or do you have emphysema because you can't stop smoking cigarettes? <laughs> Amen. Are you going to be one of the ones that's going to stand, that's going to have your weapon drawn, ready to fight the enemy if they come towards you? Amen. Or are you going to put your weapon down and go join the enemy team? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then look at the other ones. They didn't have a job. They weren't art carriers. They weren't weapon carriers. They weren't chauffeur carriers. Sometimes you just got a small part to play. Can't you play that part? You're not going to get no recognition. Your name may never be called. You may never get in front of the camera. But can you play your part? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So everybody on the team has a part to play. Amen. And then I want to touch on this real quick before I close. He, I, I want to tell you, don't be greedy. Tell your neighbor, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. You see, greedy people can't be on God's team. Mm -hmm. Because your greed is going to get you every time. Every time. Let's go to verse 16. Verse 16, I'm in chapter uh, 6. Verse 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you this city. Verse 17. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are with therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her with In her house. In her house. It don't matter if you're my cousin or my sister or my brother. If you ain't in the house, didn't Jesus echo that? The house has got to get in there. They say, Jesus. Jesus in the house. They say, Jesus. Your mom and them at the door. Jesus said, that ain't my mom and them. He said, my mom and them the ones that's in, in the my house. Amen. I'm going to move on. <laughs> got to get your house in order. Listen, we love with some folk that ain't in the house. 
Amen. And and verse 18 and you and any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing lest you make yourselves accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble look at what he says now but all the silver the gold vessels the brass and the iron are consecrated to the Lord they shall come into the treasury of the law. So the people shout. Don't be greedy. Tell your neighbor, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. See, this is saying now, whatever you get, whatever spoils you get, the gold, the silver, all the vessels, he say this is for the Lord. Amen. You're going to bring that, you're going to put it in the temple. But how many of y'all know somebody tried to keep one and put it under his pillow? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And the whole captain went into chaos and confusion. Nobody can't figure out why until they found out you had a greedy person in the camp. Mm. Listen, the church can't make it if the pastor greedy. Amen. If every time you turn around, you got to buy the pastor a house. Then you got to buy the pastor a car. Then you got to buy the pastor wife a car. Then you got to buy the pastor chair a car. Then the pastor need five new suits. Then the pastor need, the church can't grow like that. If you got a greedy man or a greedy woman of God, yeah, yeah, that yeah. all they want to do is take, is take the money. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The money is for the ministry to, to flourish. The money is for the church to grow. Amen. Amen. So tell your neighbor, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Verse 20 says, So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and all came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted, and a great shout that the wall fell flat, so that the people went up to the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Verse 21 says, and they utterly destroyed all, everybody say all, oh. that was in the city. Both man, man woman, young, young and old, old and ox and sheep and, and ass, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the city, Go to Rahab's house and get her and her people that's in the house. Why? Because we promised her. Amen. Verse 23. And the young men, they went and bought and they got Rahab, her father, her mother, her brother, and all that she had. And they bought all of her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was in it, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron, they put into the treasury of the house, house of, of the Lord. Lord. Amen. And Joshua saved Rahab the heart of the lie, her uh, father's household, and all that she had. And she is still dwelling in Israel even unto this day. Because why? Because she hid the messages which Joshua, uh, which Joshua had sent in to Jericho. And Joshua adjourned them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that raises up to build this city again. He shall lay the foundation therefore of his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was made known throughout all the country. So in other words, nobody can even rebuild Jericho no more. Because God said so. Amen. You see, so we have to learn why? To trust in God. Amen. Because if God said it, honey, it's going to happen. Amen. You see, I am familiar with all of the scriptures where the Bible starts in the beginning and it says, in the beginning, God, God. created heaven and earth. Hallelujah. 
We see that the Bible says that God on the first day, God did on the second day. God created the lights on the third day, on the fourth day, on the sixth day he created man, and on the seventh day he rested. Hallelujah. I know that these things still stand because these are the things that God said. Amen. If God Amen. didn't come back and change it, it Amen. ain't changed in my book. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care what your conference say. I don't care what your association say. I don't care what your denomination say. If God didn't come back and say it in his holy scriptures, I still think it's the same. Because I understand the law first mentioned. And it's God that established what we're doing here today. It's Amen. God that established how the church should run. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm standing on the word of God. Amen. Amen. God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Amen. God called Noah when Noah was only a moon worshiper. God called him out of Mesopotamia. Amen. God called Moses. Amen. God called Moses and, and saved him from Pharaoh. God, actually Pharaoh wanted to kill him, but God had such a good sense of humor that Moses wound up being raised in Pharaoh's own home. Hallelujah. How many of you know that it was Joseph that God raised up? His brothers tried to kill him. They put him in a pit. He wound up in prison. He went to the palace and he wound up being second in command over all yeah, of Egypt. Yeah, Why? Yeah. Because he listened to God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you remember David who was just a little old young shepherd boy? Yeah. The prophet went to Jesse's house and he says, listen, God told me that your son is going to be anointed king. Jesse lined up his boys. The, the, the prophet Samuel looked at the first when he said, that ain't him. He went on down the line. He says, wait a minute, Jesse. You must have another boy somewhere. Jesse said, yeah, I got a little video boy. He outside tending the sheep. The, the prophet said, send him in. As soon as Samuel saw David walk through the door, he said, that's the one right there. Yeah. Nobody would have ever thought it was the youngest out of all those boys. Yeah. The way that Israel is set up is supposed to be the oldest that he'll go through the yeah. bloodline yeah. first. But God has a different way of man. God established what he wants to establish. Yeah, we just a little bit of church sitting down here on the rock. But God has established Sabbath. So don't get dismayed. Don't Amen. get discouraged. We're Amen. doing what God says to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And you got to be confident Amen. about that thing. Amen. Amen. Every now and then I can live down to Amen. it because I see more seats than I see people. But that's all right because I'm trusting in God Almighty. Yeah. Not that he's going to make us big, but that he's going to make us big in the end. Yeah. We're going to be the little church right. that's standing up like Jesus. We're going to be the little church that's standing up like Jesus. We're going to be the little church that's going to stand up Amen. Yeah, I ain't gonna say all the big churches, but a lot of our big churches with all the big rich members in them, they the ones that stand with the other side right now. Amen. Amen. And I'm praying for them. Amen. Because it's gonna be worse. The Bible says that judgment is gonna start at the household of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm praying for them. Amen. That we open our eyes and we see. As pastors, preachers, bishops, deacons, and elders. Matter of fact, that pastor I was talking to yesterday, the thread just stopped because I got it with this question. Because my pastor taught me, don't make statements, ask questions. And my question was, so as Christians, are we supposed to stand up against evil? Or are we supposed to go join evil? I ain't heard back from him since. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let me give a quick line. He wrote one word, Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Yeah. 
You mean to tell me the Constitution yeah. is higher than this book? Right, right, mm -hmm. yeah, come on. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? That the Constitution is higher than the Word of God? Mm -hmm. That as people of God, men and women of God, that we're supposed to stand up with a, a burnt up, tore up, drug up a Constitution? Choose this day. I'm telling you, you today, say. people of God, you stand with God. Amen. You stand on His word. Amen. Because one thing, even if we die on this earth, even if the battle gets so fierce that I lose my life, I know my Bible tells me that there's going to be a day when the dead Christ shall rise Amen. first. Amen. And I shall be caught up and remain with the Lord forevermore. And I will be able to spend a thousand years in the millennial reign yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. But then when that is ending, he said, John said that he saw the new heaven and the new earth coming down. And by the time you get to verse 3 of chapter 21 of Revelation, God himself says, now I am your God and you are my people. And that's what I'm waiting to hear. I'm waiting to hear from God. Well done, my pretty faithful servant. I'm waiting to hear from God. I see the marks on you, son, but yeah. you stood. You stood against the test of time. Amen. You stood against the test of evil. Amen. You stood up against the devil. I'm waiting to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm waiting to see the lamb that looked like he'd been slain from the beginning of the world. I'm waiting to see the streets of gold. I'm waiting to be able to eat off the tree of life. I'm waiting to be able to drink from the river of life. I'm waiting to be able to see the sea of glad. Why? Because my Bible tells me that is true, and I'm not letting it go for no devil in hell. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua, he asked, how long will you vacillate in between two opinions? Mm -hmm. How long will you listen to something on the news one day and get nervous and scared? I ain't nervous and scared. I know exactly what the Bible says. I know exactly what we have to do to get to get uh, to eternity. Amen. And that's to simply stand on the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God, we serve. He says, listen, in Psalm uh, uh, 46 and 10, he says, be still. Be still. And know that I am and God. Know that I am God. And I will be exalted. And that's the good part. But this is the part I really like. He and will, I will be exalted, exalted in the end. Amen. And that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting on the end, y'all. Amen. I pray to God that I make it uh, through life, that I don't have to seek death. But if I do, God got a plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said the clouds going to roll back like a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> the last trump of God is going to sound. And the dead in Christ shall, shall rise first. Amen. And we shall be caught up and remain with him forever. Amen. That's what I'm waiting for. Amen. And you got to have your mind settled on about three facts about the Bible. You don't need to know the whole Bible. You need to have your mind settled on about three facts. That God in the beginning created heaven and earth. And he's the God over everything. That he sent his only begotten son into this world. That and through his death that we week. might live eternally. And you it's got to believe that we're being led by the Holy Spirit of God right now. If you can settle those three things in your heart. You ain't got to worry about nothing else baby. It's good to be able to know the Bible and quote scripture. But if you still doubt if God is God, you can quote all the scripture you want. Mm. If you had to settle in your mind that Yeshua HaMashiach, that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son, brought into this world in the flesh to show us how to live, to destroy the works of the devil, to remove us from our sins. Honey, if you still debating and vacillating on that, you better get down on your knees. I heard somebody say the other day that when you take off your slippers tonight, push them way under 
under the bed, so you got to get down on your knees to get them. Hallelujah. <laughs> because we got to get down on our knees, Lord. Amen. So every time you take your slippers off, you make sure you push them way under the bed. Amen. So you got to get on your knees to get them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>